0: lions fans it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for the show where kool-aid runs blue faces turn red and rose-colored glasses never go out of style this is the detroit lions podcast welcome to the daily dlp i'm your host ash thompson and today i'm gonna go over what the chargers defense does and how the Lions can attack it. The Chargers defense, and stop me if you've heard this part a whole bunch of times this season, is a too high safety defense with a nickel base utilizing the methodology of Vic Fangio and many others before him of preventing big plays in the passing game above all else. What sets this defense apart from so many of the others that I've talked about this year is that they actually do have the personnel theoretically to run this defense, but oddly they're still having a rough go. Turns out, you need great players to run this defense, and the Chargers do have a pile of those. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Eric Kendricks, these are all names you probably know if you're interested enough in watching football to be hearing my voice right now. If not, that's over a third of their defense that have a Pro Bowl, at least one, over the course of their career. One of them's even been the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year. Schematically, this defense is the brainchild of head coach Brendan Staley. And Staley, of course, was the defensive coordinator for the Rams team that got our beloved Matthew Stafford his trophy after he dumped us. The Chargers being pumped up as having a resurgent defense right now. But uh, the team's two-game win streak leading up to this week includes games against the Tyson Bajant Bears and the Zach Wilson Jets. The difference, in my opinion, between the Chargers' defense for their first six games of the season and the Chargers' defense for the last two was primarily the level of competition that they were facing. The Jets' offense is the worst thing in football right now. Like, it is just gross. And the Bears minus Fields is, is right behind it in terms of things that are terrible that are happening in the NFL right now. Now, I'm not saying this defense can't play. Not at all. Like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are going to be a test for Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell, and that's our first key to the game that we're coming across here. If the defense can't generate enough pressure to stop the run with its front four, the entire schematic ideal of this defense falls apart. Joey Bosa has been healthy, or hasn't been healthy, for most of the year, and he appears to be back to form for this game against the Lions. And Cleo Mack has been having a resurgent season, recapturing the form that uh, disappeared during the end of his Chicago run and his first season with the Chargers. He has nine sacks in eight games this year, and then sure, you, you could nitpick and say, well, yeah, he had six in one game. That's throwing up a huge number based off one big performance. And my response would be, yes. If your tackle has an off day, Khalil Mack is the kind of player who can put up six sacks in one game. That's someone that you need to deal with. You need to plan for that. No matter how bad a day the other guy is having, there are maybe like 10 guys in the league that could pull that off against the worst offensive tackle that they'll ever face. So thing one, the Lions need to handle Mack and Bosa in pass protection. None of the stuff we saw against Max Crosby, leaving him unblocked or having one of the tight ends handle either of these guys because they will just destroy that tight end and move on to destroy Jared Goff. The Lions need to go strength on strength here and let their offensive tackles show why they get paid the big bucks, or in the case of Panay Sewell, are about to get paid the big bucks. We need to see that the high picks the Lions have spent along the offensive line over the years have paid off if the Lions' offense is going to do well against the Chargers this week. And that's not just in the passing game. Staley will devote as few resources as he can to stopping the run, as few as he can get away with. The Lions need to pound the rock against the Chargers, and they need to get their running backs on the second level as hard and as fast as possible. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery need to be decisive. They need to hit the hole without looking to see where a big play might be elsewhere. The huge difference between week one and two Jameer Gibbs and week eight Jameer Gibbs was just that. He hit the holes and then figured it out from there. There was no hesitation in the backfield. To begin the year, there was just a little bit of trepidation in his first couple steps with the ball. That needs to stay gone. David Montgomery does not have this problem, so from his end, that shouldn't be an issue at all. Hit the hole, then find the open field. The Chargers are going to try and stop the run. On the way to your quarterback and you need to make them work harder than that to open things up in the passing game. An ideal scenario for the Lions is that they run the ball 45 times in this game for four yards a carry. This is another defense that will let, them let you kill them with that death of a thousand cuts I keep talking about if you're patient enough to do it and so far this season the Lions have been patient enough to do that to teams. Every time I've said that about a defense, the Lions have pounded the rock and made their opponent look much worse than they had looked up to that point in the year. But beyond blocking well (laughs) and running the ball, what can the Lions do, particularly in the passing game? Well, like as weird as it sounds, the Lions need to go after Derwin James. If they can get in his head, get a few plays on him, he'll start making mistakes. He'll start committing personal fouls and otherwise single-handedly wrecking the Chargers defense from the inside. His hamstring injury from earlier in the season looks to be healed up, so that's a little easier said than done. But James has Chargers fans more than a little upset with him this year with his seemingly constant personal foul penalties. He's a throwback player not that far back, just like 10 years or so, and he kind of straddled the line between acceptable and unacceptable on-field behavior. He's an old-school, strong safety, playing in a defense that doesn't really love that archetype of player. It's kind of the same situation as Jeremy Chin down in uh, Carolina right now. Just square peg, round hole, making the best of it. Basically, it makes his day harder than it might be in other schemes, and after a game full of times being asked to do things he's not great at, he can get a little testy towards the end of a game. That discipline, or lack thereof, has gone across the entire defense in crunch time. In tight games, the Chargers D have been defined by their mistakes, like they'll grab a little too much jersey as a receiver cuts. They'll come down on top of a quarterback with enough of their weight to draw a flag, or any of a thousand little mini detail things that they just don't seem to be able to take care of this year. And that's because it's pretty clear that the detail-oriented Staley isn't up to micromanaging a defense and a whole team at the same time. Almost nobody is. This is not the way to, to go, basically, in terms of winning football in 2023. A lot has been made about how the offense hasn't lived up to its potential under Staley, but the problem that he's faced more has been a defense that just does not live up to the billing. And until they started playing backup quarterbacks, that's what they had this season too. The Lions defense doesn't match up super well with the Chargers offense, but I love the Lions offense versus the Chargers D. Uh, Kendricks has been a pro bowler in the past, but he certainly is not that now. The other linebackers are Dan Haley, the guy we all loved in this year's draft process but he's a rookie or Kenneth Murray it's having a rough go Uh, and as subpar as Kendricks has been this year he's still been better than those two other guys basically when you combine the linebackers and James the Lions should be getting the ball into Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown in the middle of the field like it's this year's Madden glitch or better yet this is a really good opportunity to get J-Mo to do something other than run deep, because despite his speed, he's having some trouble catching deep balls. Ah, uh, so maybe let's do some like ten to fifteen yard crossers between the linebackers and the safeties level. Watch him run past everybody once the ball is in his hand. Like there are other ways to use speed than deep shots and bubble screens, and this is a defense that will let you get the ball into a guy's hands 10 yards downfield surrounded by linebackers and safeties. Not by design necessarily, but because they're not equipped physically to stop that from happening. And that's why the tackles need to handle their business. If the Lions are keeping Laporta into chip, it takes away from the significant advantage they have over the Chargers athletically on the second level. If the Lions can keep the linebackers worried about the run game... Staley will have the safety bet, safeties back far enough that there's an opportunity to create a gap between the second and third levels of the defense, and if you get a guy with 4-2 speed into that gap, that play against the Raiders, where he was a shoestring tackle away from housing it, that could happen a bunch of times against the Chargers this week based on the defense that they run. So, the Lions offense is better than the Chargers defense, I, I don't think that's really even debatable. On a 17-game basis, well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But the Lions' offense is better than the sum of its parts, whereas the Chargers' defense is much, much worse than the sum of its parts. Like, it's possible that the Chargers have finally figured it out and righted the ship that's been lazily listing to the right toward an iceberg. That iceberg, of course, being getting their head coach fired but I suspect the Lions will be the first of many poor second-half performances from the defense that leads to the team going another direction in January in Los Angeles. I'm just hoping it's not so good from the Lions that the Chargers owner decides then and there that in January he's going to back up a truck full of cash in front of Ben Johnson's house to entice his next head coach away from Detroit. The Lions have had two weeks to figure this out. Uh, There's no reason for them to come in slow and struggle against the defense this week, like this defense this week. Anything can happen in the NFL, but the Lions should put up points. They should put up a significant number of points. It's just a matter of whether they put up more than the Chargers this week, and I I guess you can say that every week. That's a super top-tier analysis. The team that scores more points wins the game. Great analysis like that is one of the reasons you should consider liking this video and subscribing to the channel. If you're super into it, you can even join the Patreon or support the YouTube channel. Just five bucks a month gets you into the Slack where you can hang with me, Chris, Riz, Gray, and a few hundred of our closest friends. See you after the game. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go, baby. Line zone three. One, two, three. Rise! Um, you've had enough of that shit.